Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jason Dedeker, how are we doing today? I'm doing great. Can you believe that we are almost 100% of the way through Exodus? No, I cannot. We are about to Exodus out of Exodus, oh, y'all. Oh, good, good one. Yes, on good so one. many levels, good it's one. happening. Yeah. I f- oh. I. If I recall from my childhood, the book of Exodus lasted forever. Yeah. But now it's like we we breezed it through it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, I got okay. really confused. But in my brain, I was thinking you were trying to make a joke about like in my childhood, back when we started reading Exodus. <laughs> <laughs> also true. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you there. I remember yeah. I used to have, I think it was called just something generic, like the picture Bible or something like that, but it came out in like the fifties and it was the Bible, but like comic book style, like yeah. golden age. Yeah. And and there's been many iterations of that since then, but it was kind of like the original, the style was very much golden age of comics. And I remember that the story of Moses and the story of Exodus was one that I came back to like time and time and time again, because it was my favorite one. There's oh, some really? pretty epic things yeah. that happen. Yes, very epic yeah. things. You know, very huh. exciting for a biblical comic book artist, I'd imagine. But before we dive into that, Jace? Yeah, well, yeah, no, I, I was just going to say that it reminds me of at Comic-Con last summer, I guess, there was a booth that was all like graphic novel style biblical books. Oh, yeah. That right. I stopped and I, I talked to the people there a little bit and talked to one of the guys who's one of the artists and authors on these and there was one particular series that it wasn't like one of those ones that's the whole Bible as a graphic novel. They also had those there. But there was these series where they would do just sort of like different stories from the Bible. But what I thought was really cool about it is that the art and the artist doing it were people of color. And I was like, uh, that's oh, cool that's awesome. that you're telling Bible stories where it's not all white people. Which is the yeah, images yeah, I, can definitely I had attest as a that kid, my, right? Yeah, my childhood picture Bible was definitely all white people for sure. Yeah, no, it was the fifties. Yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate yeah. in your childhood Probably in the fifties. Yeah, still, yeah. still though, even today, like so many pictures, like people's oh, yeah. artistic renditions of things happening in the Bible tends to lean pretty heavily in the white direction. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, true. at least at least in this country of the U.S. of A. Correct. Yeah. So, what happened last time we all gathered together here? A lot of recapping. Uh-huh. recapping of things like how stuff was going to be made and that was essentially it and they talked to get like oh and didn't he remake the 10 commandments on a new stone good one yeah. yeah yeah and then yeah so it was like deja vu the whole chapter chapters that we read were just deja vu we learned about the asherim which we talked about a little bit more in our bonus content yeah. which was the lady the the, the lady god the goddess yeah. Yeah. Lady God, was that maybe was, God's yeah. wifey. 
Yeah, Ish. maybe Yahweh's boo, bay, wife, fallen <laughs> like, chain. Like wife number one. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe Starter one wife? of many wives. She may have actually been married to both Yahweh and Baal, which is which is absurd. Yeah. Wow. If everyone is feeling lost and you want to understand what's going on, we talked about this in our bonus content for the last episode, uh, which we have on our Patreon page if you want to join there. But anyway, that's that. So today we are continuing on here with Exodus 36, 37, and 38. And then next time we're going to read the last three chapters. And then we're, or, I'm sorry, the last two chapters, right? Two. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Doesn't it end yeah, at we 40? End up, yep. It ends at 40. Yeah, so that's two, incredible. Two chapters wow. next week. And then and that's then it. That's it. And then it's incredible. we're Exodusing this ish. Popsicle stand? <laughs> yes. Popsicle stand. Exodusing this popsicle stand. Well done. Yes. <laughs> All right. So what are we drinking today? Well, I'm trying something new. I'm drinking a beer from Kirin, the Japanese beer brand, uh, called the Grand Kirin JPL, which is a Japan pale ale, different hmm. from your what-have-you oh, India. India pale ales and what-have-you normal pale ales. Are you sure it's not a Japanese pale lager? Does it yes. say a JPA? It's a JPL. <laughs> not oh, a JPA. Uh. It is the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. That's not... what I was wondering. Okay. Okay. Yes, it's a Japan Pale Lager, which is probably explains why I enjoy it more than an IPA would. Yeah, Pro- if it were an does. IPA, yeah. it would be really hoppy, presumably. Probably too hoppy what... for me, but it's really nice. It's very crisp. It's very light for a lager. I'm really enjoying it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm enjoying some bullet bourbon here because I'm in, in America. Tips. And that's <laughs> what we do here. No, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying some bullet bourbon and it's delicious. I also have some nuts here, some like drinking snacks because that's a thing i haven't done before yeah so i'm pretty pretty excited about that well i am drinking prophecy pinot noir it's like a kind of newish red wine brand well no they probably have white wine too but it's called prophecy which i thought was kind of maybe biblical i don't know are there prophecies in the bible kind of yeah yeah Yeah. there's some major prophecies that happen in isaiah there's i mean there's the whole books of the prophets there's like oh 20 gazillion prophets and we learn all their stories so yeah that's very biblical very on brand we have had some prophecies already though remember when um toward the end of genesis when israel also known as jacob was like you son are gonna be the mountain lion who devours other mountain lions and then you son are gonna be the serpent who bites soldiers as they walk right. by and your people right. will number the earth and you will toil under your brothers and like all that sort of stuff like yeah so oh, yeah. there's a lot of yeah. prophecies yeah. many prophecies yeah. i'm glad you okay, got what well, i was going for yes. i was <laughs> randomly naming animals yeah no that that's essentially why i got this wine obviously but yes i'm it, it's all right it's a wine <laughs> um, not the best but not the Jeez. worst that I've ever okay had. at least you're at least you're honest give me yeah. that well, yeah, the wine is like a prophecy. It's like, you will have better wine someday. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I hope so. I hope to. All right. Oh, boy. All right. As we get into our reading today, we want to remind everybody to read responsibly and drink responsibly. And you can drink along with us, or you can listen to us while you're in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, we're going to get into Exodus 36.
Bezazel and Aholiab shall work with every wise-hearted man in whom Yahweh has put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all the work for the service of the sanctuary. <laughs> who will, will know how to work all the work. You also put an extra Z in Bez, Bezalel. Bez, you were like Bezazel. Bezazel. Because clearly yes. Jace does not know how to work all the work. For this podcast, I, I, God has not granted me the wisdom and understanding to know how to work all the work of the Bible. Who <laughs> wisdom and understanding to know how to work all the work for the service of the sanctuary according to all that Yahweh has commanded. Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man. Moses name? is like, okay, y'all, I'm sorry to break this news to you, but Yahweh seems to want you to be responsible for following these IKEA instructions. Yeah. Mm. I like it too that it's like he called the Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man who <laughs> shall remain nameless for this book. <laughs> yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> In whose heart Yahweh had put wisdom, even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come to the work to do it. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a really hard time with these sentences. Even everyone whose heart stirred him up to come to the work to do it. So I guess, and also a bunch of other people who just wanted to yeah. volunteer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary with which to make it. Right. All the gold and blue and purple and whatever. They brought yet to him free will offerings every morning. Oh, just like, like payment. I guess separate, kinda? separate from separate from the forced exactly. from the forced offerings, I suppose. Oh yeah, okay. Free will. I see. He makes these specific requests, but then these are just like kind of nice little extra bonuses, little extra tidbits they're offering to Yahweh Got every it. morning. Cool, cool. Okay. okay. All the wise men who performed all the work of the sanctuary each came from his work which they did. What is? Am I? Am I already drunk, or does this not make any like grammatical <laughs> no, sense? No, I mean, I don't know. It's definitely akin to like walking on a hike through the woods barefoot and like kind of dodging pokey leaves and stones, but trying to get where you're going. That's what it feels like going through this particular okay. translation sometimes. Yeah, I'm okay. assuming maybe he'll give us some more understanding as it goes on, but yeah. but maybe not. So let's keep going, I guess. God will give us the wisdom and understanding I hope hopefully, so, of this translation. No guarantees. They spoke to Moses saying... The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which Yahweh commanded to make. Moses gave commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman make anything else for the offering for the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing. I, I mean, see. that happens sometimes. What? From bringing what? Like, people from just wanted else. to keep giving their stuff for this. And he's like, please stop uh, bringing your stuff. It's kind of like, okay. you know, humanitarian, like, crisis situations where they eventually have to be like, please stop sending your old clothes. We don't need any more old clothes. Please. Uh, it's just adding another burden to us to have to take care of. Please stop sending it. Interesting. Okay. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Okay. okay. For the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it and too much. <laughs> <laughs> sufficient and also too much. Yeah. Yes. All the wise-hearted men among those who did the work made the tent with ten curtains of fine twined linen, blue, purple, and scarlet, with cherubim, the work of the skillful workmen they made them. What is cherubim? How, okay, I think this is probably the fourth time you've asked about what cherubim yeah. is. 
But to be fair, we have, have been I? drinking each time I don't we've explained ever it. Asking. Because we've been drinking each time we've had this conversation. Our listeners who are sober are, are like, oh my goodness, how many times? I hope that they're not sober. <laughs> yeah, I hope they're not either. <laughs> Maybe they're also like, I don't remember Cherubim. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hope so. This is why God is, you know, repeating himself so many times. Because he knows someone drinking. out there is like, what is Cherubim? What it's are a these kind directions? Of, it's a, a variety of angel. Oh, yes. like a small cherub. Oh, this is literally the way the conversation goes <laughs> yeah, every single time. I'm having time. a weird deja vu right now. <laughs> are you into yes. before? Our, I'm sorry. It is our cultural understanding of what... at night, and I have had <laughs> multiple glasses of wine. Okay, <laughs> our cultural understanding of what cherubim are, are the little, like, tiny pudgy babies in diapers that have wings, but actually cherubim were probably much more terrifying and generally much more terrifying in their depictions of, like, angels with like six sets of wings and like multiple faces and stuff like that like Guillermo del Toro I do remember saying that before okay 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 from let's which, move along which movie Kugang, was Kugang. that which movie uh, was it was that? um like shit. the the calling the didn't have no. a name like that this the is one great. with the little girl radio yeah right oh the God. little girl this is Pan's this is labyrinth that's the one thank you thank you thank you Dedeker there were not cherubim in Pan's Labyrinth, were yes, there? Yes, but kind of that thing with the face and the multiple eyes on but the hands. That is, okay, <laughs> that was like the longest stretch I've ever, ever heard in my life. Can we please keep reading the Bible? Wow. Yes. You need to get out more if that yes. was the longest stretch. Okay, uh, and they made them. The length of each curtain was 28 cubits and the breadth oh of goodness. each curtain, four cubits. All we're the curtains had one measure. See, we really weren't missing much, Decker. Oh, Come on. Because God knows we we're, were drunk last time and is punishing <laughs> us for it. <laughs> that makes so much sense. <laughs> he coupled five curtains to one another and the other five curtains, he coupled one to another. Okay. Okay. I've got a challenge here because I'm pretty sure what's happening here is we're going to recap everything that we read a few chapters mm-hmm. ago. Wait, didn't we read this last chapter? Right. So that was like the short recap. And now this is the long recap because... Okay. Because based on our glassed over eyes last time, God was like, mm, I don't think you got it. Let's be sure we, <laughs> we cover again. this again. Yeah. Okay. So so in the spirit of a drinking game, we're going to do a waterfall. So basically you start drinking now and you can't stop drinking until we finish the recap. Ready? Here we J- go. Jace, uh, I'm going to try to be I... fast. I'm going to try to be fast. Here we go. <laughs> right. He made loops. I'm going to run out of wine. <laughs> He made loops of blue yourself. on the edge of the one curtain from the edge in the coupling. Likewise, he made in the edge of the curtain that was outmost in the second coupling. He made 50 loops in the one curtain, and he made 50 loops in the edge of the curtain that was in the second coupling. Chase, I'm going to vomit as soon as this chapter is done. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm not in college anymore. The last time I did a waterfall was college. I'm not 21. And- yeah, yeah, I was 21 and could handle these things. And I just, <laughs> I cannot now. I'm sorry. I love your spirit of playfulness and wanting there to be a drinking game to this, but it's got to be a different drinking game than just waterfalling till the end of this recap is done. 10 years later. No. Oh, yeah, gosh. I still had a lot. I still had a lot left to go. Let's just, let's yeah, just keep going. Okay. Let's just truck through. The loops were opposite one to another. He made 50 clasps of gold and coupled the curtains one to another with the clasps. So the tent was a unit. Okay, great. Love it. Tent's a unit. Love it. He made curtains of goat's hair for a covering over the tent. He made them. <laughs> so the tent won't get cold because the tent's a total unit. 
and yep. needs to not be cold. It's a what do they call it now? Those kids. What did they say? An absolute unit. That's the yes, thing. Yes, that is what they those call kids things. Say. Absolute units. Now I've never heard this. Am I too old? What? Am really? I old? Usually what I you see are it too in old? reference. Yeah, I usually see it in reference to like a fat pug or something. Yeah, I saw it in reference to Punxsutawney Phil. Somebody called him an accent, uh. an accent, <laughs> accent on unit, an absolute, an absolute unit. unit. Yeah, yes, meaning yeah. one, meaning absolute. cute. Uh, I don't know. I, think it's like I really have stocky. no idea. My impression is like stocky and kind of pudgy. Okay. My cat Henry is an absolute unit. Yeah, Henry's okay. definitely a unit. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just gonna go with it. I feel like I'm I'm being punked here. He made them 11 curtains. The length of each curtain was, you guessed it, 30 cubits, and four Duh. cubits, the <laughs> breadth of each curtain. <laughs> the 11 curtains had one measure. I expect everyone Only at home one. is repeating this along with me because they remember because mm, they took mm-hmm. such good notes the first time around. Because they were right? not drunk. Yeah. Yep. Get drunk. He coupled five curtains by themselves and six curtains by themselves. He made 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that was outmost in the coupling, and he made 50 loops on the edge of the curtain which was outmost in the second coupling. He made 50 clasps of brass to couple the tent together that it might be a unit. (laughs) That it might be an absolute unit. (laughs) An absolute unit. (laughs) He made a covering for the tent of ram skins dyed red and a covering of sea cow hides above. He made... Every time, Emily. Why are you sad about the sea cows, but you don't get the same little uh, about the rams? I love all animals, and I am not speciesist. Thank you very much. But <laughs> sea cows have always held a special place in my heart. They're Why is so that? because they're just gentle and loving and adorable. Okay, that's a good. That's a good example. A sea cow is definitely an example of an absolute unit. Yes, it's like big and like yes. kind of globular. And like pudgy, but like also cute. It's a little bit oh, endearing at the same time. Incredibly yeah. endearing. All right. As soon as we're done, I'm, I'm urban dictionarying this. Okay. Oh, All you right. should. He made the boards for the tent of what kind of wood? Acacia Balsa. wood. Oh. <laughs> Balsa wood. <laughs> they wanted it to be lightweight for moving it, so they did. You want to throw it through the air, like yeah? A, like a <laughs> oh, that would be so convenient, airplane. though. They make yeah. it into yeah, one of those like little balsa flyers, and then yeah. they're like, "We just send it to the next location, and wherever it lands, that's where we go. That's how Yahweh guides us." All right, Emily is already failing Keep her going. Exodus final. Okay, he made the boards for the tent of acacia wood standing up. Ten cubits was the length of a board and a cubit and a half the breadth of each board. Each board had two tenons joined one to another. He made all the boards of the tent this way. He made what? Great. Emily? What? Okay, you're just exasperated. Okay. No, I'm just like, like tenons sounds like tendons, and that, and it was gross. Remember it's we a, talked a, about it's tenons. It's a joinery. Yes, a joinery. A carpentry <laughs> a term. Joinery. I don't remember. Yeah. It's it's where you like okay. cut a notch into another. It's like IKEA furniture where there's like a notch cut in that they fit into. Oh, I yeah. know what those notches are on IKEA furniture. That yeah. I can relate to. It's yeah. sort of like the good carpenter version of that. Okay, he made the boards for the tent. Twenty boards for the south side southward. 
Oh, Whoa. good. <laughs> How big is this tent? Good Lord. It's pretty large. It's, it's got to be larger than charged. It's got to be worthy of the term absolute unit. It's it gotta has be, to be. It's got to be the biggest tent they got, right? It's got to be the oh, biggest yeah, right? space that they would assemble. Like I suppose you're right. right? They it's, couldn't assemble yeah. another space bigger. Or they wouldn't really have any reason to, right? It's got to be. Yeah, I the guess. problem is, Emily, now you've asked me how big this tent is, and I want to, like, go back, look through this, and, like, add up all the cubits and then tell you exactly. But We'll do it on a bonus episode, okay? Yeah, okay. we'll do all just, the math. Just let's keep going. But, gosh, oh, the south side southward, yes. He made 40 sockets of silver under the 20 boards, two sockets under one board for its two tenons, and two sockets under another board for its two tenons. For the second side of the tent, on the north side, he made 20 boards, and there are 40 sockets of silver, two sockets under one board and two sockets under another board. Can't tell question. If... Do you think this is the part of the Bible where people who are very ambitious about reading through the whole Bible, do you think this is where they get lost? Is there anything before this? Where they give I mean, up? there was like they the genealogies. Skim it. They but, I mean, skim it. But I feel like Maybe, the genealogies yeah. we could still get through because the genealogies rarely lasted longer than a chapter. But where yeah. we're here and it's like multiple chapters of recap, do you think this is the part where people are like... Oh, like, I, yeah, I, read it. I read it once. <laughs> I didn't need to read it three other times. So right. I read the whole Bible. No problem. Yeah, they get discouraged and they stop. I don't know. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. We'll so we've we've done the south side southward and we've also done the north side. Now, for the far part of the tent westward, he made six boards. He made two boards for the corners of the tent in the far part. They were double beneath and in like manner were they all the way up to the top of it to one ring. He did thus to both of them in the two corners. I have no idea what that was just describing. It sounds cool, maybe. This whole thing, I'm just like, whew. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they were all the way to the top of it one ring. Thus he did to both of them in the two corners. I do see the end of the chapter approaching, though, and so that is keeping me motivated to pay attention. Okay, Keep, keep with me here. There were eight boards and their sockets of silver, 16 sockets, which as we remember, two per board, 16, eight, got it. Under every board, two sockets. He made bars of what kind of wood? Balsa. Balsa, acacia acacia wood. Five for the boards of the one side of the tent and five bars for the boards of the other side of the tent and five bars for the boards of the tent for the hinder part westward. I don't know. The hinder part. Like in the hinderlands? Mm. Oh, yeah. What does hinder mean? I'm looking it up. Hinder. Like the backside? To create difficulties for someone. No, that's a different type of hinder. That's not what we're looking for. The hinder part. Look up the hinder part. Yeah. Oh, I see. Especially of a body part means rear or hind. Yeah. Oh, she was right. The hinder end of its body. Yeah. Uh, so I'd be like, yeah, hey, babe, like the hinder end of your body is looking real good today. Oh, gosh. Wow. Was that a. You would. Yeah. A, that gotcha. That was good. Okay. No, it really didn't. It more got me with like a sense of revulsion than anything, but that's okay. Okay. All right. All right. I don't want it ever to be referred as my hinder <laughs> part. <laughs> <laughs> he made the middle bar to pass through in the midst of the boards from the one end to the other. He overlaid the boards with gold and made their rings of gold for places for the bars and overlaid the bars with gold. He made the veil of blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twined linen with cherubim. He made it the work of a skillful workman. He made four pillars of acacia wood, Emily, 
and overlaid them with gold. Their hooks were of gold. He cast four sockets of silver. Oh, okay. There's some random silver in there. He made a screen for the door of the tent of blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twined linen, the work of an embroiderer, and the five pillars of it with their hooks. He overlaid their capitals and their fillets with gold, and their five sockets were of brass. Okay, damn. I did it. So here's the thing. This next chapter, Emily, it's it's more 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 of the same. I see that. Yes. Okay. I want to just get through this as fast as possible. But before we do that, I just have a question. It's like, what's the purpose of this being the third time? Like really the practical purpose? Was it that it's like we had to make three copies, one copy that's like the master copy, another copy that's like the short recap, and then another copy that we're going to send with the workmen to be able to reference and be able, they can get dust on it and fingerprints and like, God, their, sand- their sandwiches on it. Like, is that is that the reason of there being three copies of these no, instructions? I mean, what that freaking thing said earlier that I read last week, it said that like this is the place where people are talking about their sins mm-hmm. and atoning for them. So I you think that's that a big sanctuary. deal. Yes, it's a big deal. Okay, yeah. it's a big deal. I mean, let me throw at you another that. theory. I'm going to throw another theory. Please. That the scribes who were eventually writing this down mm-hmm. didn't coordinate very well with each other because they didn't like keep track of their spreadsheets of who was doing what. But that's implying that multiple people wrote just this chapter. It's possible. No, no, no. I'm saying multiple people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. We talked with um, J.D. Mechelke about Genesis being almost certainly written by at least two writers. Okay. Or, or was it Job that was written by at least two writers? I think I think multiple of these are, and that's maybe one person. Say even one person did write it. Scribes later transcribing it. What I'm saying is, they got mixed up, and three of them ended up either translating or scribing the same part, and they each did it a little bit different. And then when they all turned their pages in, someone was like, "Huh, how do we work this in?" So they wrote in a little extra to kind of segue between them, and that's how. Okay, so they were like, how do we I'll work this in? I'll take your word for it. They were not like, we're going to take these two extra copies and put them straight in the garbage. Well, because they translated them a little different each. And the person um, was like, oh, I guess this must just be more, you know, because they're all a little mm, different from each other. That's true. So there's, so, there's my guess, logistical theory. Yeah, okay. We'll see. I don't know. Anyways, here's Exodus 37. We're getting close, guys. Let's just keep on trucking. Bezalel made the ark of acacia wood. Its length was two and a half cubits and its breadth a cubit and a half and a cubit and a half its height. He overlaid it with pure gold inside and outside and made a molding of gold for it round about. Made a molding of gold for it round about. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. He cast four rings of gold for it in its four feet. Its little feet. And even two (laughs) rings on one side and two rings on the other side. He made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. How uh, I'm gonna interrupt again. How long do you think this whole process is taking? A long damn time. time. It doesn't take a while to like make golden things. Either it's taking a long damn time, or they have so many wise hearted men that it takes no time because they're just on top of it. That's I'm true. assuming this is... all this gold isn't just like jumping out of the fire like the calf <laughs> did 
Right. I'm assuming. Well, I'm assuming they're not having to like go out into the mountains and like mine this gold and refine it. I'm assuming that it's oh, no, like the gold not. people yeah. brought with them, their jewelry, probably recycling that calf, I'm sure, maybe. Um, <laughs> Definitely. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, well, because they had the sufficient calf. offerings and more than enough. So Okay, yeah. So it's just That's about melting true. down the stuff that they got. But yeah, yeah they just have to melt it and mold it. Mm-hmm. This is saying like Bezalel made the blah, blah, blah. But we did mention all these other wise hearted men and volunteers and stuff. So it's probably he's sort of overseeing the work and maybe doing the, the like. Yeah, he's probably chilling in a tent, like having a beer and just like, You're yeah, 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 that looks right. right. Okay. Yeah, it's all good. Right. It's good. No problem. No problem. Yeah. Okay, he made poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He put the poles into the rings on the side of the ark to bear the ark. He made a mercy seat oh, of that pure mercy gold. Seat's back again. There it yeah. is. It's back. It's showing its face again. Its length was two and a half cubits and a cubit and a half its breadth. He made two cherubim of gold. Of course, you got to have those cherubim. Yeah. He made them of beaten work. He made them of beaten work them. <laughs> at the two ends of the mercy seat. Am I reading this correctly? You're reading yeah, it correctly. Same problem I had earlier. I'm like, am I drunk? What's happening? At the two ends of the mercy seat, one cherub at the one end and one cherub at the other end. He made the cherubim of one piece with the mercy seat at its two ends. The cherubim spread out their wings on high covering the mercy seat with their wings, with their faces toward one another. Wow, this really does look like the Ark of the Covenant. Right? Because, I mm-hmm. guess, it, because it is. But yes. they did a good job in Indiana Jones, I'll say. <laughs> yeah. I just rewatched all of them. Oh, okay, oh, got boy, it. they're good. Nice. They're a good time. Yeah. Yes, okay. The faces of the cherubim were toward the mercy seat. He made the table of acacia wood. Its length was two cubits, and its breadth was a cubit, and its height was a cubit and a half. He overlaid it with pure gold and made a gold molding around it. He made a border of a hand breadth around it and made a golden molding on its border around it. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, the border of a hand breadth and then molding. Okay, yeah, got it. I remember all this anyway. Do you? Could you, like, draw it from memory? You remember all of this? Could you create (laughs) the Ark of the Covenant? Covenant. Covenant. <laughs> you know what? This would actually be a great challenge. Maybe we should. You might be able to make the Ark the of the Covenant, but the not the Ark of the Covenant. Yeah, yeah. I do like the idea that, like, okay, once we finish reading Exodus, that everyone, like, don't refer to any guides, don't look at any pictures, and just from memory try to draw. Yeah. I- Include dimensions as much as possible. Do we need to draw it to scale? Do we need, like, I mean, do I have to get out my freaking drafting table and tools? Yeah. Do y'all know how to draft? I've never drafted in my life. Are you kidding me? All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was like a hidden skill you had. (laughs) My hidden temple drafting skills? Yes. Oh, you know what? Even better. Let's get some, like, Play-Doh or clay or something and try Uh... to, to scale, make... Okay. So it'll be just like it's like a weird biblical cranium game. Yeah, that's that's good. Where there's only one event in this game of cranium, (laughs) and it's make the ark of the covenant in Plato. 
And then, oh, and then a separate game will be with popsicle sticks making the tent. Oh, yeah. Popsicle sticks and some tissues. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like this so game a lot. basically we're back in like, uh huh. <laughs> we're like in second or third grade. Exactly. It'll be great. Yeah. This sounds awesome. I'm assuming you all did this in Bible study group. Um, no. Like building the temple or like making little projects? Oh, sure. we definitely did. I we mean, made projects school for especially. sure. But we I'm definitely did not build scale models of the temple. Although, yeah, we didn't. I mean, I, as cool as that would be. I probably would have thought that was cool, actually. I do remember that my favorite year in Sunday school was my third grade year. And we had a craft project every single week. And that's what I loved. Like, we mm. made, literally like made something every single week. And actually, I think for Exodus, in reference to God being both the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud... The craft was like you cut out like a little cloud shape out of paper and then you like glued some cotton to it and then you glued a match to it and to represent the fire. And I remember even as a child being like, this seems suspect, like you're gluing Uh... some very flammable things to a match and letting children take it with them. (laughs) Wow. And then what? When you got home, were you supposed to light the match and then watch your whole project burn to the ground? I mean, I guess you could. I guess you could. That would have been cool. That would have been tempting, yeah. Anyway, that was the extent of my building projects. I did not build a little, like, shoebox version of the Ark of the Covenant or the temple. Well, I'm very interested to hear more of that, but for the sake of time, I think I'm going to move on. (laughs) Okay, so he cast four rings of gold for it and put the rings in the four corners that were on its four feet. The rings were close (laughs) by the border, the places for the poles to carry the table. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold to carry the table. He made the vessels which were on the table, its dishes, it's, there are dishes now? Yeah, because there's, there's like the sacrificial foods and bread, you know, the daily bread. And stuff, the showbread that needs to be put out there. It needs to have a dish to put it on. You're just going to put it straight on the altar I like that you a barbarian. Might. I, I Come thought on, that you Emily. would. I didn't know that you would put it in dishes. It's just going to be sacrificed anyways. They're like killing these animals all over this stuff. they got to limit like the number of crumbs and stuff that you have to brush off the Ark of the Covenant. Okay. You know how it goes. But blood is fine. Blood everywhere. No problem. Yeah. Okay. You know. That makes a lot of sense. Anyways. So its dishes, its spoons, its bowls, and its pitchers with which to pour out of pure gold, of course. Everything pure (laughs) gold. He made the lampstand of pure gold. This random lampstand. So this is the lampstand that we learned is like the shape of a menorah that they're describing. Yes. Yeah, I I guess this is maybe the first menorah. Yeah, seems that way. Okay. So he made the lampstand of beaten work, its base, its shaft, its cups, its buds, and its flowers were of one piece with it. It was the dankest lampstand oh my God. I've ever Shit. seen. Its buds and flowers yeah. were... <laughs> like, oh boy. Whoa. <laughs> so there were six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of of its one side and three branches of lampstand out on its other side. So that's nice. Yes, it was very symmetrical. Three cups made like almond blossoms in one branch and a bud and a flower 
and three cups made like almond blossoms on the other branch, a bud and a flower. So for the six branches going out of the lampstand, in the lampstand were four cups made like almond blossoms, its bud, and it's, didn't we just say this? It's <laughs> no, bud and it's reading flowers. It, you start to question yourself. You're like, did I just double no, back? No, exactly. I'm like, like didn't I read this? Again? Did I read this? <laughs> Have I read this? Like, am I losing my mind? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> made like almond blossoms, its bud, buds and its flowers, and a bud under two branches of one piece with it, and a bud under two branches of one piece with it, and a bud <laughs> under two... <laughs> what? <laughs> I literally read the same sentence three times. <laughs> and a bud under two branches of one piece with it for the six branches going out of it. Good. Okay, hang on though. It just occurred to me. Think about what occurred to you. You're trying to create instructions so that multiple people can recreate this thing, right? I think the implication is that like this is not going to be the only menorah made. Like you may need to make another one. And like you don't have a smartphone in your pocket to just be like, make it look like this. You I guess have like, to a bud, a bud. Yes, a you bud, have to painstakingly. Bud, 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 bud. <laughs> Write out in text the descriptions of these instead of being able to just like draw a picture, I I guess. It's like painting a word picture. Exactly. But like a word architectural diagram. Yeah, it's like a story problem, as we said last time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, I mean, it's fairly (laughs) self-explanatory, but he could have just said like times three or something. (laughs) But, you know, they didn't do that because... Because they didn't. Uh-huh. So there we are. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the buds and their branches were of one piece with it. The whole thing was of one beaten work of pure gold. What is this beaten work? Like with, like, like with a mallet. You got like beat, beaten, you gotta beaten beat gold it? into submission. That's how you shape it. Because gold is very soft. It's a very malleable metal. And so it's okay. like... I think as opposed to this... Being something that he like made a mold and poured it into, right? This, yeah, he instead actually, of taking like, molten gold and yeah, exactly. Beat the shape okay. into this. Yeah, he made its seven lamps and its snuffers, so little snuffies. Yeah, little snuffies. The, yeah, you know, snuffer snufferoonies. <laughs> that yeah. was one of my jobs in in church, doing the the candle lighting the and the snuffing, not oh. the menorah, but the other candles. <laughs> I remember that in church, yeah, the older kids were responsible for that. And like the older kids that wanted to show off would like snuff out the candle by just like pinching the wick, you know, and Um, always being so intimidated by that. Yeah. Did they lick their fingers before or were they just like, "Mm, I like the pain? Mm." (laughs) I did not ask. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You were too intimidated by the snuffing boys. I was. Yes. Okay. So he made its seven lamps and its snuffers and its snuff dishes, okay, of pure gold. He made it of a talent of pure gold with all its vessels. Is that a, a measurement, a yes, unit we've of also, measurement? Yes, we've also had this conversation before, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I sorry. Like we're trapped in like these conversations. We're trapped in like Bible study purgatory where it's like <laughs> we're doing the same the task thing. over and over I don't know what I've read again. and what I haven't because you tell me this, but you also like, I know that I've read all this before, but I don't know, have I read it before or am I just going crazy? <laughs> it is like a weird <laughs> biblical gaslight purgatory kind of exactly realm that we're in right now exactly but yes a okay. talent is a measure of of weight i believe or, or a volume i'm not sure which but yes 
And just like to be fair, you like look up so many things. And you're just like, yeah, talent is this. And then like we move on. And then I'm like, I don't have time to process it in my head. I have to keep going. And you ask me every time, like, what did we read last time? And I'm like, I don't know. Was it the same thing as the time before? Uh, Okay. Anyways, a talent of pure gold with all its vessels. He made the altar of incense of acacia wood. It was square. Its length was a cubit and its breadth a cubit. In other its words, height... a square. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> its height was two cubits. Its horns, it has horns. Right, horns instead of feet. Yes, its horns were of one piece with it. He overlaid it with pure gold, its top, its sides around it, and its horns. He made a gold molding around it. He made two golden rings for under its molding crown, on its two ribs, on its two sides, for places for poles with which to carry it. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He made the holy anointing oil and the pure incense of sweet spices after the art of the perfumer. Wait, so this guy's like <sighs> the end. a goldsmith and like a carpenter and then also a perfumer? That's a lot of... He had yeah, to be that is sort a lot of, of hiring out other people. Yeah, he I mean? d- he's definitely outsourcing this stuff, right? Yeah. He's got to be. Yeah, because the other one, too, it was like he made all of the, the temple, which is very much like construction. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, and he made this like beautiful embroidery, too. And you're like, wait, what? Like, that seems like a very different skill set. I don't Just know. Just classic. One dude taking credit for everybody else's work. Mm, That's yeah, true. Right. I'm assuming many people were working on this, but... But it does keep saying he as though there were only one person doing this. I'm telling you, he's got to be just be the manager or the supervisor. He couldn't have You're done right. all this single-handed. Nah. It's like when a director gets credit for making a film. And it's like, right. he did this and he did that and he did that. And you leave out. That's like, oh, the production designer actually is the one who came up with this idea. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, the set designer and the costume designer and all these things. Yeah. So, so the thing is that Hollywood's a lot more biblical than you might believe. Oh. Or expect. Well, there it is. That's All why right. Hollywood makes so many biblical movies. Because it's, you know, oh, art, art imitating life. I still can't believe that I saw Passion of the Christ. Why can and you not I, believe moving, it? It was a cultural moment. Like, yes, I, I. that is why I saw it. But, like, I was not a biblical youngster. Yes, yet. but, however, it wasn't, I guess, an exciting time because it was a biblical film that was populated by people who are like known celebrities and like big names attached Jim to it. Caviezel. Yeah, Jim Caviezel and Mel Gibson Mel and, Gibson. and stuff like that. And so I think for Christians it was like finally something that wasn't just like made in so and so's basement for no budget <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of volunteers. Like Is some... that a thing that happened? Oh, yeah, that's a whole There's thing. There's some real um, low quality Christian content out there. Lots. Okay. Lots I'll have to stuff. take your word for it. Yeah. Oh, you won't All have right. to take our word for it because we're gonna show <laughs> some of it to you as we keep going here. I'm excited. I'm excited. We ready? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Exodus thirty eight. I hope this is the last of the recap. If our last two chapters of Exodus are recap, I'm going to be very angry for no good reason, but still very angry. Okay. He made the altar of burnt offering of acacia wood. It was square. Its length was five cubits. Its breadth was five cubits and its height was three cubits. So in other words, it was square, but it was not a cube because its height was not also. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. 
He made its horns on its four corners. Its horns were of one piece with it, and he overlaid it with brass. Oh, we're switching to brass now. Whoa. Okay. Just to keep things oh. real. Yeah. Because we're burning stuff on it. Yeah, I can't burn oh. can't burn stuff on gold. I learned yeah. that the hard way. How I did you really. learn that? I How? I well, yeah. Really. What? What is the story here? <laughs> I just had all these did images you burn... of you like covering your high school chemistry lab with like molten gold or something. No, I I just think of like because I remember you were like engaged once and i'm like did he like throw <laughs> his golden engagement ring into the fire like it was freaking like... lord of the rings <laughs> yeah yeah it was lord of the rings into the fires of mordor <laughs> no 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 nothing like that okay i'm gonna keep going he made all the vessels at the altar the pots the shovels the basins the flesh hooks and the fire pans flesh hooks eh mm. yeah definitely sounds like a horror film yeah, Yum. he made all its vessels of brass. He made for the altar a grating of a network of brass under the ledge around it beneath, reaching halfway up. He cast four rings for the four ends of brass grating to be places for the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them also with brass. He put the poles into the rings on the sides of the altar with which to carry it. He made it hollow with planks. He made the basin of brass and its base of brass out of the mirrors of the ministering women who ministered at the door of the tent of meeting. Now that's a new piece of information, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, and it's out of the mirror. Okay, so he took the mirrors from these women, women ministering so at the door. So he stole he stole the brass mirrors of these women who were volunteering at the door of the tent of meeting to make the altar. I guess left them the glass part of the mirror, but took the brass part. Well, it may have not been glass. It may have been polished brass. Because a lot of ancient mirrors were just like highly polished metal, and it wasn't oh, like the, really? yeah, it wasn't like the same one hundred percent true to form like glass mirrors that we're used to today. But it was just mm, like yeah. you know a mildly okay. reflective surface. Okay. Huh. Okay. Um, he made the court for the south side southward. The hangings of the court were of fine twined linen, one hundred cubits. Their pillars were twenty, and their sockets twenty of brass. The hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. For the north side, 100 cubits, their pillars 20 and their sockets 20 of brass, the hooks of the pillars and their fillets of silver. Here we go. For the west side, I feel like I'm at a medieval times right now. Wait, how? You mean the the knights? Medieval... Don't the knights come from all the different directions? Like from the west and the east and the north and the south? I have never been to a medieval times. I've, I've never been to a medieval times either. I just have a friend Wait, who works what? there and I've, and I've also auditioned for one once. But what? neither of you have been. We need to do a, a podcast trip to medieval times. I'm sorry. What could I eat there? Yeah. Pretty sure they do vegan stuff. Come on. It's You could definitely eat oh, okay. French fries. You could probably eat French fries. Anyway, I'm getting back to this. For the west side, we're hanging as a 50 cubits. Their pillars 10 and their sockets 10. The hooks of the pillars and their fillets of silver. For the east side, eastward, 50 cubits. Okay. Well, we don't get to hear about the pillars for the east side. What's up with that? Okay. The hangings for the one side were 15 cubits, their pillars three and their sockets three, and so for the other side, on this hand and that hand, by the gate of the court were hangings of 15 cubits, their pillars three and their sockets three. Okay, so this is like the court area outside the tent, like yeah. the kind of courtyard area that we see in all of the imagery depictions. Yes? Yeah, so there's kind of this okay. big fence thing that we're describing now that's like the 100 cubits long as opposed to the yes. actual tent of meeting, which was like 40 cubits or right. so. Right, okay, okay. Okay. All the hangings around the court were of fine twined linen. The sockets for the pillars were of brass. The hooks of the pillars and their fillets were of silver. 
and the overlaying of their capitals of silver and all the pillars of the court were filleted with silver. The screen for the gate of the court was the work of the embroiderer of uh, the embroiderer <laughs> embroiderer <laughs> of blue, purple, scarlet, and fine twined linen. Twenty cubits was the length, and the height in the breadth was five cubits, like to the hangings of the court. Their pillars were four, and their sockets four, of brass, their hooks of silver, and the overlaying of their capitals and their fillets of silver. All the pins of the tent and around the court were of brass. Whew. Okay. This brass is the, everywhere. This is, Lots of brass. That's a lot of brass. Okay. And gold. This is the amount of material used for the tent. Even the tent of the testimony, as they were counted, according to the commandment of Moses, for the service of the Levites, by the hand of Ithamar, the son of Aaron, the priest. Wow, okay, we're not quite... Okay, I think we finished recap, and now we're going into, like, Let's accounting? See. I think this is the accounting book. Okay. Oh, yeah, we're going to, like, actually get total oh. numbers here. Yeah, so this okay. is... Is this, like, the quote that they gave them? <laughs> this totally <laughs> like, Or is this Wait, the invoice? Wait, they're going to, like... Or maybe... No, this is the this invoice. Is the inv- yeah, this is on the, the invoice, work done. Yeah. Like, first it was, like, the work order and the recap, and now it's, like, this is the invoice for the work done. Okay, Yeah, great. okay, now it makes sense why it's in here three times. Okay, great, okay. I Now I can sleep at night. Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made all that Yahweh commanded Moses. Okay, the work's been completed. Check. With him was Aholiab, the son With of With him, as always, is Garth. <laughs> and very much like Aholiab was like, really? With yes. him was, come on, I made all this stuff. With him was Aholiab, the son of Ahasimach, of the tribe of Dan, an engraver, and a skillful workman, and an embroiderer, in blue, in purple, in scarlet, and in fine linen. All the so gold... those are the only things in which he works, in which he embroiders in? I specialize I in blue, purple, scarlet, and fine linen. And fine linen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All the gold that was used for the work, in all the work of the sanctuary, even the gold of the offering, was 29 talents, and 730 shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary. The silver of those who were numbered of the congregation was 100 talents and 1,775 shekels after the shekel of the... Ser- ser- the ser- ta- 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 <laughs> sanctuary. After the sanctuary. Oh my goodness. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Okay. After and wait, the shekel- wait, I'm sorry. 1,775 shekels. Yes. And the gold after was the how sackle. many shekels? Sekel. 730 shekels. Yeah. After the shekel of the no, sanctuary. The gold was 29 talents and 730 shekels. Yes. Yeah. Wait, are those. Okay. Is, wait, is the shekel a measure of weight? No, then this too? is the silver was 100 talents. Yes. Wait. Okay, no. I was about to read that. The 100 talents oh. of silver were for casting the sockets of the sanctuary and the sockets of the veil. 100 sockets for the 100 talents, a talent for a socket. Of the 1,775 shekels, he made hooks for the pillars, overlaid their capitals, and made fillets for them. The brass of Wait, the offering... Some. What? This is totally an invoice. It is. It is. You did. Okay. But wait, you, you skipped some. You skipped 26. A okay. ahead, that 20, is. Okay, oh, I'll yeah. go back to 25. The silver of those who were numbered of the congregation was 100 talents and 1,775 shekels after the shekel of the sanctuary. A becca ahead, that is, half a shekel... After the shekel of the sanctuary, for everyone who passed over to those who were numbered from 20 years old and upward for 603,550 men. That's a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. The 100 talents of silver were for casting the sockets of the sanctuary and the sockets of the veil. 100 sockets for the 100 talents, a talent for a socket. 
Of the 1,775 shekels, he made hooks for the pillars, overlaid their capitals, and made fillets for them. The brass of the offering was 70 talents and 2,400 shekels. With this, he made the sockets to the door of the tent of meeting, the brazen altar, the brazen grating for it, all the vessels of the altar, the sockets around the court, the sockets of the gate of the court, all the pins of the tent, and all the pins around the court. And now who signs this? Does Yahweh sign off on it? Does Moses sign off on it? Who (laughs) signs this invoice? Yahweh's like, (laughs) Moses has to pay for it, but I'll sign it. No problem. (laughs) We're good. Please bill to Moses. Wow, y'all, we made it through that amazingly, somehow, impossibly. I like your analogy earlier of like relief work or something. And the way that this is, is like they got all the stuff given to them in advance, right? And they were like, we have enough. We have too much, actually. Please stop giving us stuff. And then they built the thing and now it's like... And now you have to pay for it. Well, no, like now, like how nonprofits have to disclose all of their financials. It's like that. This is the disclosure of like, here's how we used all your donations. This is how much went toward each thing. Interesting. See, what it reminds me of point. is here in Singapore, there's a building. I don't remember the actual name of the building, but it's affectionately called Gotham Tower because it looks like <laughs> Gotham Tower. Uh-huh. Really? And the inside of it is just like, okay, so the story, the rumor that I heard is that this this tower was built possibly as a money laundering scheme basically like someone had a bunch of money that they threw into this tower and like they just needed to get rid of the money and so they threw it into this tower because it's like when you go inside it's like ridiculously opulent and like all very like art deco 20s like everything gold leaf and like curlicues and chandeliers and just like ridiculous ridiculous opulence and it makes me think of that like they received so much and they're like well we got to use it. So I guess all our sockets are going to be made of silver and everything's going to be covered in gold. We got gold for days. We just got to get rid of this. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's what it makes me think of. I suppose of. that is what happened. Yeah. I really am interested to hear what happens next. And like you, I hope that perhaps it's going to be like a little bit more than just another recap. I hope well, so. okay. So let's, let's make this interesting. So next week, we're reading just two chapters. This is the last two chapters of this book. Yeah. Wow. Would you bet anything on whether or not it will be more recap of building stuff? What would I bet? I, you know, I don't know. It could be, you know, you'll... A talent you'll, of gold. You'll buy us all drinks next time or... I'd be happy to do that, but I'd I'd almost... I feel like there's going to be at least a bit of recap for sure. Yeah, that seems. I, I don't think we're going to escape 100% the recap. No. I see. No. So you can't resist. In, you're, you're both in camp recap? Yes. Yeah. So yeah, if you're going to bet too. against that's us. The, no, that's the problem. I am it. too. I am too. I'm pretty sure this is just going to be recap all the way through. I don't know. Yeah, which is too bad. Like, I mean, it was really action packed for a while, like super action packed. And now. No. Yeah, it, you're right. It did kind of lose some steam after they kind of got to safety and got established again. It's like, I mean, I guess some 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 crazy stuff happened with the golden calf, but it was kind of in between a lot of laws and rules and uh, less action, etc. So. Yeah. So are all of us going to buy each other drinks, or are we going to be a sober episode next time? <laughs> Find out <laughs> next week on Drunk Bible Study. Thank you for joining us for Bible Study today. 
If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including bonus episodes, new series, guest interviews, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at Drunk Biblecast, on Instagram at Drunk Bible Study, or send us an email to info at drunkbiblestudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Emily Matlack, Jace Lindgren, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album, Home of the, the, the. The theme song for the Book of Exodus is Our Story Begins by Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com.